0: Spoiler alert! The silver screen redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome everybody to the silver screen redemption. This is our comedy podcast where we explore our favorite film franchises and propose subjectively necessary sequels. I'm your co host Houston Bodley
1: and I'm your co host Brian Perry. Hey Brian. How's it going? Really good. How are you Houston? (laughs) Doing super well. Awesome. Um, So are we going to tell them that this is not our first episode even though it's the first one going up on the stream?
0: um i think we're gonna tell them it's our first episode our first episode we've
1: never recorded anything before welcome to the first ever episode ever recorded (laughs) of the silver screen redemption
0: brian do you want to tell our viewers sorry not our viewers our listeners getting used to the whole podcast format yeah do you want to tell our listeners what this is all about
1: yeah so uh you know how hollywood has no ideas left uh, of anything to do to make movies right uh huh. Um, everyone's complaining that everything's a remake everything's a sequel everything you know nothing's original uh, and I say that that's how it should be sequels are, are the only true art form now and we're trying to help that along by taking movies that either we love or or we think we could improve with a sequel or some kind of other spinoff um, and really just just nail it right yeah
0: exactly So how the format of this is going to go down is at the beginning of each episode, we're either going to look at uh, requests from our listeners or we're going to look at what's coming out in theaters or on DVD this week. And we're going to spitball some ideas from the given movies and see how we can expand on that film franchise. And after reviewing this for a little bit, there's only one movie that I could consider us doing today. Anything else
1: would be a waste of time. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I know where you're going.
0: I think that movie
1: is La La Land. I think it is too. And I do want to stress, this isn't a movie review podcast, although we may get into that a little bit. Um, this is about creation, right? We want to we create something new based on something old that we didn't create and that we're going to rip off. So with that in mind,
0: let's just get into the discussion let's of do La La Land. It. Tell me your feelings on this movie first of all. I haven't actually talked to you about this movie. I, we really haven't. I know you like
1: it. I, w- I love, love this it. movie. Um, I do have to confess. The first time I saw it, I fell asleep for a lot of it. Um, it <laughs> okay, wasn't so the movie. See, huh? What did you see? I saw. I felt like I saw pretty much everything. I thought I was only like drifting off a little bit. Um, but. I, I went back later, and I didn't know J.K. Simmons was in the film. Uh, <laughs> well, he's only in, like, two he's, scenes. He's in a little really. bit. No, no, no. This is this was my experience. Uh, I didn't see the first scene where he's there, and he's the boss, and they have their whole exchange, which I think is actually great. It's very J.K. Simmons. Um, but in the final scene, when they're doing their whole, like, dream sequence, and he shows up, and he's folding his arms, and he's grumpy, and then he does this whole, like, haha right? You
0: just thought this was a random cameo of him popping in and going, hey, yeah,
1: like... Exactly. I can't believe they got J.K. Simmons, Oscar award winning J.K. Simmons to show up for two seconds and do this weird like snap his fingers and then be happy like for two seconds. I thought it was the funniest thing. And I started laughing. And everyone was like, (laughs) why are you laughing? This was in the theaters. Um, It was the first time I've ever ever been to a theater with uh, recliners. It was very comfortable. I fell asleep. I was very jet lagged uh, because I was in New York. Anyway, it was very bad. I still enjoyed the movie. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And I was like, w- yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I J.K. Ryan Simmons Gosling.
0: needs to do that in more movies. Just oh, appear at the climax or the finale of the movie and just do some out of character moment where yeah, he's just dancing or he's just spilling off
1: poetry or just something <laughs> completely
0: out of character for him. Well,
1: yeah. Well, he shows up and you think, oh, it's a classic, just J.K. Simmons, grumpy J.K. Simmons moment. But he just like he's, he, you know, he he spreads his arm out wide and 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 welcomes them through, and he's just so so nice. And it's like this is this is very strange for J.K. Simmons. I feel like most of his characters are are pretty grumpy.
0: Well, and the director of La, La Land, Damien Chazelle, also directed the movie Whiplash, where we get that famous scene of J.K. Simmons throwing a chair at Miles Teller because he's angry. Yeah, that's a famous offbeat. scene. Is that a yeah. thing? It is super famous. Uh,
1: i very iconic. I've never seen the film okay well
0: check it out it's okay. amazing episode two but yeah i just expected him at one point in the movie to just come on to the streets of los angeles and see ryan gosling and emma stone dancing and they just start to drag a little bit and then just him throwing a chair or whatever's next to him at him and then the rest of the movie is emma stone in the hospital with a concussion <laughs> the end the end credits and then it, she goes into la la land in her dreams oh my maybe wait. that's where the title of the movie i don't comes know if we from.
1: ruled out the fact that it was all a dream it's possible it's very possible
0: it i mean they are dancing in the air of that auditorium or that observatory that's true we, there's
1: a lot of parts where i didn't not know if something actually happened in that movie
0: also if i saw a group of people getting out of their cars and dancing on the freeway i would flip out so <laughs> i don't believe that was reality
1: yeah no probably not well also Wait, wait, wait. That's what you're picking to cite as maybe this wasn't real? Not okay. the part where they're flying around in the planetarium? That is the
0: first thing you seen in the movie. <laughs> right. Um, so if you're not on
1: board with that moment, you
0: are going to feel so out of place watching this.
1: Yeah, my moment is when she starts singing in the audition at the end. No one asked you to sing. You're going to blow this audition by randomly singing in the middle of it. That's that's very. Curious. So I still don't know if she actually sings there. Like is it is it meant to say like Oh, it's like she's singing, and we wanted to put a song here. Or is she like sticking it to him and saying, "Yeah, I'm singing the story I'm going to tell you." We were really considering you for this
0: position, but it's not a musical. So if you're going to do that with the script,
1: <laughs> just just you you can't just, just sing when we tell you to tell us a story. What are you doing? There's a difference, clearly. <laughs> Emma Stone's still learning that. But yes, great movie. Um, anything else we want to say about it before we dive into uh, to the sequel or prequel? or whatever direction we go whatever direction forward backward
0: i love how i announced the podcast as creating sequels at the beginning but it really is open-ended we're
1: not going to limit ourselves like that that's for sure um we could go parallel right parallel dimension version of la la land we could do whatever we want it's our podcast In the
0: words of george lucas you can create a story that's similar to the first one because it's poetry has to rhyme it
1: Okay, that's no. We're not gonna
0: follow Lucas's model. No,
1: but our theme for this episode is that it's going to rhyme,
0: as in they're rhyming the whole time.
1: Mm. No, I think just the title is gonna rhyme with "Lala and Sublime." (laughs) Are or are we rhyming the whole time?
0: Well, I think if we're writing the script for this, then we have to make sure that they are also gonna say what we want them to say without a miss.
1: If we didn't, that would be a diss, and
0: then we wouldn't be able to see Gosling and Stone kiss.
1: Oh, that was a really good end to our rhyming segment.
0: <laughs> okay, we're gonna cut that part, and we're just gonna move on to our non-rhyming sequel, prequel, reboot, Well, do we need La to? S- are we gonna
1: decide that first? Or Are we gonna focus in on on like what points are interesting and then decide?
0: Yeah, let's go with that first. Okay, so. Let's look at potential options, though. We leave off with uh, Sebastian, played by Ryan Gosling. He has his own bar now. He seems to be doing really well for himself. We have Emma Stone, who's married, successful, I assume, another actor.
1: I think he's a drummer. Did you see That Thing You Do? You haven't seen That Thing You Do? Is it the Tom Hanks movie? Yeah. I have probably not see seen it. all of it. Okay, you should probably see it. It looked really good. Her husband is the guy who plays the drummer in The Wonders. Okay, so it's probably crossover. Yeah, it's probably movie. the same universe. Ooh. Okay, that's some interesting. Because you haven't seen it, okay. so many things. Here's what's going to
0: happen: jazz competition. um Ryan Gosling auditions for this competition as a pianist. Her husband goes in as drummer. Interesting. A lot of tension between them.
1: That's awkward. Yeah, I
0: think that's weird that they would have drumming and piano playing in the same competition. Wait, don't know Oh, how. they're against
1: each other? I think you're saying they're in the same jazz combo. Because that would oh, be even more interesting. That
0: it that brings a lot more tension. Yeah. I agree with that.
1: Like, oh, Keith is still in the mix. Right? Okay. John Legend's here. He's putting together his dream combo. He gets Ryan Gosling, I mean Sebastian What's his face on the on the keys. And They're uh, just
0: gonna start calling him Ryan. In I think this it's movie. just his nickname, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. You nice. can derive that from Sebastian, yeah, somehow. Basically. Okay. So okay. Let's start with this all time movie band. If you could draw from anywhere, we're just going to, for the sake of the movie, we're going to have John legend's character. I think
1: John legend still has to be the singer. Yes. I don't know if does. he's the one I would pick, but in this context, I do think it has to be John legend.
0: Yes. And then Ryan on the keyboard,
1: Ryan on the keyboard, which I love
0: how we're on a first name basis. Oh, with yeah. Ryan Gosling, Ryan, um, Ryan we will do that thing. You do drummer,
1: that thing. You do drummer. Don't know his name. Top of my head. Um, I don't think you do either. Well, no, I don't since you haven't seen the movie. We'll call him Tom Hanks, even though it's not. No, let's call him Banks. Tom Banks, our good friend, Tom Banks, America's dad. Okay. Um, on the drums, but as you picture him, listener, it's not Tom Hanks. It's the guy who's the drummer in the one in the wonders in that thing you do. Wonders with an O, right? Well, they start out. Anyway, you should see the movie. I've seen parts of it. They start out spelling it it. one O-N-E, Wonders. And aren't they a Beatles ripoff band? uh, I think that's similar to it. Yeah, it's similar. I don't think that's like this part of the story. Okay, but yeah, that's the style kind of. And then uh, Tom Hanks says you can't spell it O-N-E-D-E-R-S or people will call it the (laughs) O'Neaters. because no one will know what you're talking about. So, yes, it does start out spelling spelling with an O, but then they do change it to the traditional spelling of Wonders.
0: Okay, Um, we need guitarists. Or a a guitarist. Dream guitarist from a movie. The Bill and Ted. Jack Black. Or Jack Black. That way we can limit it just one. Because I feel like you can't get Bill without Ted. Or vice versa. Right. So let's go with Jack Black. Which one's Keanu? He is Ted. I'm guessing we could get Bill then. Not Ted. What has Bill been in other than Bill Ted? I don't even know the actor's name. I don't even know. But I haven't seen him anywhere. Someday we'll
1: we'll see him. Okay. So we got Jack Black. I think Jack Black on the guitar though, right? Pull him from School of Rock or yeah. Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great guitarist, great actor. Um, gonna... What else do we need? Then we need a bassist.
0: The bassist from School of Rock. <laughs> Chalo.
1: Perfect. Uh, yeah, if it comes later, we'll figure out the bassist. Or we'll get TB player from the... TB player from from that thing you do there's they they never say the name of the bass player and in the credits he's credited as tb player the bass player interesting that's just his name because they never give him a name in the movie it's really great okay so we've
0: got our dream lineup and they have to play together drama ensues uh emma stone has some rekindling of feelings i'm assuming
1: i don't think rekindling just continued kindling right i feel like i I feel like we saw in that last scene that She got some closure maybe, but I think the fire is still burning. Well, I mean, he did say, I'll love you forever.
0: And I feel like you didn't need to have her say it because it was also true. And so I feel like there's always that spark between them, but they definitely had that closure. Yeah. And so she got over it. She's fine. She's moved on. But this opportunity, this jazz competition has brought them back together, made them in close proximity where those – Yeah love wounds have reopened themselves. What
1: if it's a TV competition, like a TV band competition? And that would explain why, like, these random people are being thrown together. Like, I don't think these people would choose to be together, you know? Ryan Gosling and Tom Banks. So you think you can jazz. And the host of the show is Emma Stone. Interesting. Not a judge, because I think that would not be fair.
0: She's like the Paula Abdul judge. Or no. No, I think the judge wouldn't work out.
1: She's gotta be, uh... Ryan Seacrest. Okay. So they're all there. Keith has put together this group. He's like, Keith he just gets whoever. Keith yeah. doesn't care if he likes people when he puts them in their band. He doesn't care if they like each other or if they like him, right? Because Ryan, Ryan Gosling does not like him. But and he still invites like, him. Yeah, I'm in. He just sees talent where it's at. Exactly. And he wants to win this competition. So now all we need is a competing band for us to really hate. Okay. Um... What is it we're going to hate about them? I'm not so worried about the actors who's playing them. What are we going to hate about them? Because we we I feel like we do need to Emma's be rooting for Emma's old boyfriend. Uh, old Greg? Gary? Yeah, Greg. Grary. I think it's Greg. I think it's Grary. I think you're right.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Grary is leading up his own band to win back the girl.
1: I, I feel like that. Does he have any musical ability?
0: No, he He's a doesn't. Pers- he doesn't. But he has enough money to buy his own band. To oh, compete. interesting! I like that.
1: He doesn't even get involved. I like that. So he's around. It's his band. He's in the background pulling the strings. He's the Tom Hanks of this. Is not that the Tom, Tom Banks. Yes, Tom Hanks is running the. Ba- he, okay, he's like that's their, what I figured. Their manager. Okay, manager is the word. Yes. Okay, so Gary. <laughs> Gary's their people. manager.
0: Um. And by illiterate, I mean literate.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. What is it? What is our good guy jazz combo called? We need a great name for this this band. And they are jazz. I, I, I imagine the competition is not just jazz, right? Like it's all musical yeah. musical styles. Theirs happens to be a jazz combo.
0: It would be best if it could pay homage to the original Lava La Land. Yes. So like, fish on a stick.
1: Fish, fish. on a stick.
0: Or Why sorry, fish? chicken on a stick. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because that's the name of the club he wants to start.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I got fish. Um, there's fish sticks. It wasn't completely out of the blue. There are fish sticks in the world. Fish sticks. And is their band name? Fish sticks is good. It's not, but yeah, we'll go with that. So for now, fish sticks, speaking of chicken on a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Sebastian's big complaint with, I think I've told you about this already. The Samba Tapas place, his big complaint about them obviously is the whole historical aspect that they're trampling on the history of jazz. But the other thing is that they have two different focuses, Samba and Tapas. Samba's a music and dance style. But then he goes... Tapas is food. But he wants to start a chicken and jazz bar? Yeah. And then he whines about Samba and Tapas? Come on, Sebastian. Anyway. Kind of hypocritical. I mean, Samba is Brazilian, I believe. Probably.
0: Tapas is Spanish. Probably. But either way... I, that's not what he's referring to when he makes that comment.
1: No, he's not. I think he's, I don't think he knows that Samba's is Brazilian. I don't think he knows anything but jazz. Okay. Definitely hypocritical there.
0: That should be a character flaw. He has to overcome in the movie at some point, his lack of cultural
1: knowledge. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So like constantly people are going to be coming up to him being like, Hey, loved that. Loved that musical piece that you played. Oh, maybe they have to play different genres. Maybe that's part of the challenge. Oh, you take a jazz and, band, and it's like, but ah, this one, you got to play pop. This one's classic rock. And uh, Grary. Grerry, the manager of the competing band named Wallaby. The Wallabies. The Wallabies.
0: The international Wallabies. Because nice. him and his brother, they have a lot of international connections. So they go out oh, around right. the world, hire a Japanese drummer, a Swedish guitarist. Yeah. Just the best talent from everywhere. And that's what we hate about them is Is that they're they're not American. Exactly. Because this movie is all about (laughs) American pride. Exactly. La La Land. And not being respectful of other cultures.
1: Also, did you know La La Land is a nickname for LA? I didn't know that. It makes sense. Yes. I didn't know that. Glad you know
0: that now. I know that now. I was Googling La La
1: Land and I was like, did you mean, did you mean Los Angeles or did you mean the movie? (laughs) Or, Help building up my
0: cultural knowledge now. Okay. I'm at a mental block right now with this movie. I think we should put a bookmark in it and come back.
1: See if there's any other ideas. So we've explored the sequel route. Yes. Is there anything interesting in a sequel? In a prequel, sorry. I mean... Probably not. I mean... I feel like they have nothing... How Emma Met Grary? That's not interesting.
0: No. What if... John Legend.
1: Keith. My man Keith. Keith. With his yellow we, we
0: go back in time to college or post-college, whatever it is, when he is jazzing it up with Sebastian.
1: Oh, man, that's good. We
0: find out why they are at such ends with each other.
1: Yeah. Well, because there ha- there's there got to be something, and it's not just the difference in music, I feel like, because, because Sebastian joins the band and then is surprised when they have all this other electronic stuff. Yeah. So I don't think that can be the only thing. There's a little more tension there. There's a story that needs to be told. I think I might like this better is, than the sequel. Is there a love interest involved? I feel like that route's like, already been like explored to death. Like with... a girl coming between them, you mean? Yeah. Interesting. So they started out like best friends. Yeah. Uh, John Legend singing. We go. Okay, piano. here's what we
0: do. We go back to their childhood. Whoa. They are good buddies. They discover musical instruments together. Okay. Fast forward college years. Okay. They have a riff come between them. They have uh, a third so like love A guitar riff come between them. Sexy Lexi, the guitarist, <laughs> joins I feel like that, their life. That
1: name is very demeaning, I feel like. Is that her only defining characteristic? Lexi
0: is played by Emma Stone, which Wait, is... Wait, what? But she's not Emma Stone's character. What? She's not Mia. Okay. No. She's not even Emma Stone. We're going to take, like... An actress that looks similar to Emma Stone, so that it builds up so that when he meets Mia in the movie, you understand why he's so. He can't help himself. He's overly head over heels for this I girl. think
1: she does need to be played by Emma Stone then. Okay. But just no one acknowledges it.
0: We just do some different makeup,
1: maybe yeah. change the hair a little bit. Different, yeah, whole style. Either way. And no one acknowledges it. No one in the movie is like, hey, you look a lot like Emma Stone or yeah. Mia, because no one knows Mia or Emma Stone. In that world, right? Okay, I like this. It's still Emma Stone. Okay,
0: better idea. So we had the childhood. We fast forward. We see him in college years. We see that love triangle between Keith and Sebastian and
1: Lexi. I don't like Lexi. Okay. What about something that rhymes with Mia? Leah. (laughs) Okay, her name's Leah. Okay,
0: Leah gets together with Keith. All right. But Keith confesses he's actually homosexual i leaves her in I the think dirt i saw that coming actually leaves her in the dirt I think and then fast forward he's
1: not homosexual though
0: and john legend's character is doing his thing and in the third act you realize it's a moonlight sequel Ah, uh, oscar joke <laughs> <laughs> that didn't have quite the payoff i was hoping for i haven't seen
1: moonlighting i just know about the thing that happened at the oscars
0: okay well he's a gay black guy oh, okay. growing up in Southern Florida and yeah, that's the story. And it's filmed in three different parts. Like you see his childhood then you see him as a teenager and then you see men. Oh, the that episode.
1: whole thing. That whole thing was a setup for this joke. I didn't get. Yes. Got it.
0: I <laughs> realized it halfway through when I realized I was breaking <laughs> it into segments. So I just went with it. Perfect. Now that I've dissected my whole joke, let's actually get back on point.
1: Perfect. <laughs> okay. I do like where we're going though. So they're buddies. This girl Leah comes between them. She's dating Keith, but leaves him. Now I feel like it needs to be the other way because Keith doesn't dislike Sebastian. Sebastian dislikes Keith. Yes. So I think she needs to be, she needs to leave him for Keith. That would, that would explain the rift a little bit more. Okay. So that happens. And then, and then it's, it makes it more interesting later when he comes up and like, Hey, what's going on? We're hanging out at the lighthouse. Do you want to join my band? Oh, who's this girl? Oh my gosh, she looks exactly like Leah. He doesn't say it out loud, obviously. But he's thinking it. Yeah. Oh man, she looks just like Leah. What's your name? I'm Mia. Oh my goodness. They're and basically then, one and the same. Yeah, and then and then Keith is like, Are you dating her just to get back at me? You know that I married Leah and then she died.
0: And that's when it goes into this greater depth where you find out Keith has actually been sabotaging their relationship this whole time.
1: Wait, Mia and Or me- Leah? Mia and Sebastian. Oh, interesting. You find
0: out that he is the one who like went out of his way to schedule as many tours as possible. He's the one who sent the critics to Mia's play to oh, give her bad gosh. reviews. He knew
1: about her play and was like, let's do a photo shoot that exactly. night. Oh my gosh. So about that photo shoot, um, as I was watching it the first couple times, uh, I kept thinking it can't be that hard to reschedule a photo shoot. But then as I said that, I said that to someone who was who was there when I was watching it, and he was in a band, and he said, it's super hard to reschedule a photo shoot. <laughs> so I appreciated that part a little bit more. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> okay. So. We did it. I mean, I feel like that's a solid <laughs> prequel, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it explains Sebastian and Keith's relationship. It sets up, it, you know, it helps explain things that happen in La La Land. Yes. A little bit better. Give you a little more insight there. Just like Rogue One did for Star Wars Episode Four, right? Gives uh-huh. a little bit of explanation of why things. Do happened.
0: we continue with uh, Keith's story past La, La Land? Oh, because like I feel I so. It shows all the sabotage, but you need to have some sort of resolution in the end, where he has his arc, where he yeah. becomes a better person.
1: Well, what's his flaw? Like, I feel like he's like a pretty decent dude the whole time. Except for oh he does he's not though well he's very passive aggressive well now that if we've seen we the prequel, have we know that he does story. have flaws yeah I feel like La La Land sets him up as a pretty cool dude
0: yeah but if we know it's all charade like he has yeah. all that bitter resentment behind him yeah. then we know he's just being very passive aggressive oh and he's he has like
1: very vindictive okay you know that scene where he's like hey man you gotta you're such a traditionalist you gotta be a revolutionary like the guys you love right yeah you gotta move on and do, move on to this new music that's that's totally like a Emperor Palpatine Anakin moment when he's like, have you ever heard of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's just like that scene because he's like planting the seed. He's like, hey, man, maybe you don't want to follow your dreams. Maybe you want to go on tour with me for years and leave Mia behind.
0: If we do a super crossover, we find out that it's Darth Legend. Oh,
1: my gosh. Darth Legend.
0: I'm going to cut that off before we go any further. Good. (laughs) Okay. You know what? We have this script already written for us. Do we? You want to know why? I just have the brilliant idea. Have you ever heard of Mamma Mia? The I've play? heard of it. You know how they got all their songs? ABBA. ABBA.
1: So From you're songs Abba. I already
0: wrote. No. We're not doing ABBA. But we go to John Legend's CD. Oh, my goodness. And we, Okay, I'm pulling this up right now. Actually, I need you to pull it up. Yeah, I'll pull your it computer. up here. Okay, we're just going to take, um, this movie can be called All of Me. That's very good. And it's the one John Legend song I know. Yeah, me too. So whatever album that's on, that's what we're going to decide is our soundtrack.
1: I like that a lot. And
0: so all the characters are going to sing the songs from his album.
1: This would be a really good time for us to know any more John Legend songs. We're just going to
0: spitball this from whatever is on the track listing. Okay. All right. I don't think we're going to get very far with this. <laughs> we're just going to take the title, build a sequence around it, and progress. Perfect. And if the meaning of the song is totally different, that's okay. That's for the screenwriters. John to Legend
1: deal with. fans, come at me. Actually, don't. Please,
0: please don't come at <laughs> me. We're a baby podcast. We're still getting our footing. Hey, any tweet's a good tweet, right?
1: Exactly. Get us those mentions. Whine about John Legend. See if we care. And if you are John Legend come on the show with us we'd love to have you we're big fans of your work
0: obviously <laughs> we're huge fans of your one song we're big f- I-, I love your work in the messengers though very good of the two percent we've heard of what you've probably ever recorded probably even less than that
1: less than two per- less than two percent you're saying if we've I heard two songs he probably has less than 100 songs, well right?
0: if we're talking about the span of his lifetime I don't know how many albums he has, like four or five.
1: I don't think he existed till like a couple years ago. Okay, well, we'll, well find this Wasn't all of out me later. his first song? I don't know.
0: But like, I'm sure he's got some demo songs that he recorded in college. That What never... if the whole
1: musical is based on John Legend's demos? Interesting. No, it's not. Stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had me. terrible I, I kind of wanted to do that. And the name no, the I don't is want to John
1: play... Legend's demos. <laughs> Colon, the La La Land sequel. A La La Land story. Oh, this could be a whole universe of of stories. Sorry, my computer's not coming up. We may have to go.
0: What we'll just keep doing is the side character in each of these stories is going to continue to have their own spinoff.
1: Okay, so who's the character in this one that gets a spinoff? Leah? Leah. Okay. And it's her story about trying to become an actress. Well, we've already done the actress (laughs) route.
0: So, okay, we've gone actress to music. Um, let's just do like the whole egot idea. Oh, interesting. So, so we've got actress.
1: Costume design is the next one, then.
0: No, that's not. No, a, a technical <laughs> Oscar. Let's go with like Broadway. Oh, Broadway's fun. Broadway performer. What about a composer? Well, that's what John Legend is. Oh, I guess he is. And then we'd have to have a TV star at some point. Yeah.
1: Wait, wait. Which ones? Oh, so Mia's the
0: Oscar. Yeah.
1: But jo- she was doing TV stuff too.
0: Well, her big break is movies. It was the movie, yeah. And then she won an Academy
1: Award for this. She did? Oh, right. Yeah, as Best Actress. In real life. In real life. (laughs) I was like, I don't remember the Oscars scene of La La Land. (laughs) Okay, so she.
0: it's going to be very meta because John Legend is then going to win a Grammy for the music in this movie. Oh, that's good. When Leah has her spinoff, she's going to win a Tony as a Broadway performer.
1: Good, good.
0: And then the spinoff character in that story it's going to be a netflix tv series oh interesting and we'll release it as a netflix Netflix.
1: no but it will be a netflix tv series not a movie exactly oh that's so good yes that's very good and it's called well
0: if we're doing that then is this movie actually just a cd that you listen to and you don't get visuals oh
1: my gosh maybe with like maybe some some uh speech cut cut into it right like yeah like on that aaron carter album do you ever listen to aaron's party come get it the best album and the first CD I ever bought.
0: Is Aaron Carter the guy who's like, I beat Shaq in basketball uh,
1: song? Yeah, guy? he's that guy.
0: Okay. That's all I know of him. Oh, my goodness.
1: No, so that album is so good. It has like an intro and an outro of him like talking, but then it has little like clips in between of him like talking to people or doing prank calls. It's really great. interesting. Um, And one of them's like him like driving through a drive through Like it's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing and I love it. Okay. So good. So that's what we're going after. Aaron Cott. Okay, uh. so this 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 is not a movie. This is an album yes. we are releasing. Telling the story of Keith who's in love with Lee who's in love with Leah who was dating Sebastian believes her for Keith, who then dies. Keith dies? No. No, Leah dies. Leah
0: does die. And then Keith gets back as Sebastian because he feels Sebastian is being
1: insensitive. Okay, cool. So does that mean that the next one is going to step up a step Further back then? Yes. It seems like this whole thing is moving backwards, and I kind of like that. Until it goes full circle. and yes. It's forward. Oh, my gosh. And then you find out. Okay. Okay. We need to work, move this. So we have our Grammy one. We have. Wait. 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 So if this whole thing is, if if, if our second movie is really just an album, and it's all based on the music of John Legend, isn't it just a John Legend album? Yeah. But it's going to be called the La La Legend. La La Land colon Legends. Yes. Yes. And then... People will be like, oh, is this a se- This is a like the soundtrack to La La Land? Like, no, it's the sequel. No. It's the sequel via different media. Okay, so then we have the Tony one. And that's going to be a play. That is a play. And then we've the got
0: the Netflix series. The that's Netflix the
1: series. One. And how does it tie... I really want it to tie back. Like, I, I don't want the time timing to make any sense. I just want the time to slowly step back every sequel or prequel, I mean. So tell La La Land, what's the album called? La La Land Legends. What's the the play called? La La Legends of Broadway. Oh, we're just going to keep building. Yes. Broadway's in New York, though. NYNY Land. Nine Island
0: Nine land.
1: Okay, so it's called Nine land. the musical. And And then it
0: progresses. Starring
1: Leah, right? Leah's then the main character there. And then who's in the Netflix series that Leah has to have some connection? Oh, what if it's Leah's parents? What if it's their story?
0: You find out Leah's parents are actually Emma Stone's parents. And they had a daughter, twin sister.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's all coming together.
0: But Mia never brings it up to Sebastian because he's so hurt about it. Yeah. Or she's so hurt about it. And they just kind of act like she never existed because they don't want to bring up those uh, just bad emotions in yeah, their
1: life. Seriously. Oh, I like this. Okay. Now we need to bring it all together with the Netflix series. <laughs> so we've got – so it's the, it's the story of them like falling in love and like having these two beautiful daughters, right? Yes. So so the prequel to that would be and – and this one is a Netflix series. Wait,
0: wait, wait. He is the cameraman and she's like the – product designer oh. or production designer
1: with like they work for netflix yeah in the netflix series yes okay i like that and they both aspire to be actors no or... i think i think they need to work for more traditional television they work
0: for more traditional television roles but they aspire to be tv stars okay. and then what you find out is that one of the showrunners on netflix sees their relationship sees their story and writes a story about it
1: all right we did it okay there we go what's the whole series called then egot egot it's just called egot so remember
0: how we were gonna pull up the soundtrack listing yeah it still hasn't loaded
1: okay i think we're gonna have to abandon that
0: idea let me try on my phone real quick i've got the
1: album which one is it love in the future
0: love in the future we're just going to do this real quick okay? because there are 20 songs. Oh, this. man. Love
1: in the Future is such a good opening song.
0: What if it is La La Land colon Love in the Future? Legends.
1: Le- <laughs> colon Legends. Colon, colon Love in the Future. Love in the Future. Oh, I like that. Okay. And it's it's sort of clever because we're doing a prequel. Exactly. So it's foreshadowing to Mia and to so is that love. What- If if we
0: continue with all this, is each title going to imply what happened in the last movie as like a future event?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay.
0: So let's go with this. Love in the future is the first one and it's him. He's this ambitious, aspiring college student. Okay. He's dreaming about falling in love one day. The beginning is the next song. He meets Ryan Gosling.
1: The beginning of their friendship. The beginning of
0: their friendship. They hit it off. That's
1: an instrumental piece.
0: Open your eyes. Uh, Mia – or Leah, sorry – is very just like focused and determined to uh, just go through and work hard to what she's really doing. One of her friends is singing this to her. Open your eyes and see what's around you. Okay. Embrace life. Love it. Find love.
1: Good. Made to
0: love. Mm-hmm. Made to love. Uh, Ryan Gosling giving Keith a pep talk to be like, hey, you are made to love, man. Made to love, Like yeah. get out of your shyness bubble or whatever and
1: just man up and – hit the streets (laughs) okay yes next is who do we think we are this is them meeting this is leah and keith like finally like oh my gosh who are we we're in love we're so in love i was made to love love at first sight love in the future love in the present very good all of me this is like this is like the big climactic climactic moment except that it's not even half this album's really long yeah i told you there's 20 songs
0: oh i didn't so let's go to 10
1: let's go to kay. 10 before we hit the yeah because I think I think all of me does need to be sort of a a big moment right because it's the one one song yeah. everyone knows
0: okay so all of me is
1: oh this is one of those split scenes so it's like it's Keith and Leah having like a romantic scene but then it's also Sebastian realizing he's in love with Leah wait did we do this backwards she starts with Sebastian she starts with Sebastian
0: oh so what we need to do is Who do we think we are is Keith and Leah are both kind of, like, not figuring – like, they both have feelings for each other, but they can't. Right. What I'm saying is, like, Keith has feelings for Leah. Leah has feelings for Keith. They don't know that the other has feelings for them. Got it. And so they just kind of, like, care – like, precautiously flirt, but not enough to really put themselves out. Sebastian swoops in. That's when we get all of me. Wait. Because uh – John Legend is mourning that he's not with her.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: He would give all of him to have her.
1: But I do like this scene of, like, Leah and Sebastian having, like, a nice, like, couples duet type thing. But you see in another scene, John Legend, Keith, also singing, but just, like, alone. Yeah. It's very good. It's, it's very It's essentially
0: poignant. Les Mis when...
1: Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah.
0: When Eponine is singing. Yes, he's. it's very Eponine. Okay. Hold On Longer is... Sebastian is trying to convince Leah to stay with her, to hold on a little longer, but she just doesn't feel it's going to happen. She leaves.
1: So Save the Night is their last night together.
0: That, or John Legend's just kind of given up on life, essentially, emotionally. Oh, interesting. And then she comes to him and is like, hey, save the night because I'm here.
1: And then Tomorrow is the final song of Hope. Yes. And it's actually just the song Tomorrow from Annie. Sung by John Legend. <laughs> Not even, like, in his, like, cool style. Just exactly from the musical.
0: What if I told you Leah accidentally drives the wrong way on a one-way street? Oh, my gosh. Crashes into a car. Oh, my gosh. And then it just drains all the comedy from that f- scene in La La Land. Yes, it does. Retrospectively. Yeah, I just
1: ruined my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> See, that scene's so good. Because he's, like, super cool and suave. And he's, like... He starts driving while they're still kissing, and it's, like, super cool, and then they almost get in a car wreck.
0: But he's still super cool because he's driving perfectly backwards.
1: Yeah, but it's, like, slightly less cool because his old girlfriend died driving down a one-way street the wrong way. You you ruined it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brian, this movie isn't real.
1: It's gold. Yeah. No, it's so good. Okay. And so that's where we get, what if I told you? That she died? What if I told you I love you? Oh, I thought it was what if I told As you she's dying. that Leah died. No, I think it's I think it's Sebastian telling Keith. Keith telling Sebastian. I've got it all mixed up now.
0: We'll move on. We're actually only like halfway through this movie, in yeah. all respects. So, okay, power through this. Dreams. Uh they're talking about their ambitions. They go their own ways because they want to fulfill their own dreams. Good want to be loved Keith kind of coming around and that's where he's like building his hope up. And then he sees Sebastian Mia and that's when yeah. Lee no Mia at this point, Lee is dead at this point.
1: Oh, so Mia is in this movie.
0: Yeah. You, cause it's about how he's sabotaging the whole thing. Remember?
1: Oh, I thought it would just, I thought you were just saying it would change the way we watched the original La La Land.
0: Well, we have to imply that he's sabotaging it, right? Yeah, I guess so. Cuz then we also have to see that he redeems himself and moves on with it. Yeah, we do. We do. So, then we have Angel, he sees what looks like an angel but realizes it's the twin sister. Oh. That's Sebastian's. Yeah, with. I like that.
1: You and I, nobody in the world.
0: It's his like bitter resentment to Sebastian. You and I, oh, there's cool. nobody like this in the world where we have this
1: situation. Oh, seals on one of these tracks. That's dope. Sorry, I got distracted. Cause Seal is one, on one of these. Get a little tease
0: of what's coming. Yeah. Asylum. He feels like he's in an asylum because he's going crazy oh and doing gosh. all these things. Sabotage.
1: This is writing itself. This is really good. And then caught up is all. That's like the montage of him actually doing all these things. Like, like Asylum is probably a solo scene. Yeah. But caught up is playing. It's probably instrumental as he's like stalking them and like following them everywhere and like. We insert him into scenes from La La Land. Exactly. Okay.
0: So gone. This is where he's just like lost all humanity. He's so this overlaps like pretty...
1: quite a bit yeah. with La La Land. I didn't realize how much it overlapped.
0: Well, it's from a different perspective.
1: Yeah, I like that. So
0: like it wouldn't intertwine directly with some of these scenes, but it'd yeah. just be off the side. Yeah, I like that. So gone. He's realized he's lost kind of himself in all this because he's just caught up in revenge.
1: We loved it. Featuring seal. Great track. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I think that's, I think that's Sebastian talking to Keith. I think that that lines up with the scene in La La Land when they talk about the different styles of jazz. And that's, that's a scene where they reminisce on the good old days and Back where before, they start to rebuild crazy. their friendship.
0: Yeah. Okay. Aim high. They're they rededicate themselves to the art.
1: So, yeah. So this is the band really taken off. It's really good. Yes. And for the first time, the final track of the album, Love in the Future by John Legend. How does that tie in?
0: It feels like the first time. What? Because they're like they're doing their their band like they're playing and they're hitting it off well and oh. they've just fallen in love with the music again. And it feels like they're playing for the first time again.
1: Or this is John Legend's song, or Keith's song, when he kn- when he finds out they've broken up, and he's like, "I did it, like I'm free for the first time." That too, I like that. That too, I like it because I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that was uh, a La Lala Land: colon, Legend's uh, the prequel slash parallelquel of La La Land, based on the album "Love in the Future" by John Legend. I think that's the full title.
0: I, I agree. No, anything short would be doing this, this creation of beauty and divinity a disservice.
1: I think so. If it's not the name of the movie, it's at least the name of this episode of the podcast. Okay. We can compromise on that
0: with Hollywood. Okay. And with that, I think we'll call it. Okay. Well, for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, follow us on Twitter at Screen Redeem. We'd love to get your recommendations for the movies you would love to hear. Sequels or prequels or spinoffs or, or improvements or home improvements.
1: Uh, that, was my, that was my Tim Allen. I,
0: I loved it. I think we need to get Tim Allen in a movie okay. with his kids grown up.
1: That's our goal. Tell us what other goals we should shoot for in these movies. We'll, we'll, we'll put together a list. Um, we've got a concept for a segment called The Studio. Right, Every movie is, is done with a studio. We didn't do it this first time, but uh, a lot of times a movie gets made, written, maybe even in filmed, and then they get some requests from the studio. We want those requests from you. You're our studio uh, that's going to help us make these movies really shine, just like movie studios always do.
0: Yeah, shoot us those requests. Um, we're going to randomly select those for certain movies and apply them. And yeah, send us your ideas for movies you would like to have us talk about uh concepts that may have not reached Hollywood yet and we'll discuss some
1: yeah most likely this podcast will be on iTunes so uh be sure to like and subscribe and give us some ratings that helps a lot I think you're supposed to say that on a podcast I think so Good. that's what
0: I usually hear yeah we'll f- we'll figure it out at some point
1: yeah eventually we'll get, get that square say square money right I think they sponsor every podcast that's ever existed Them uh, in nature box nature box blue apron let's I don't think we should say their names until until they give us that money. Okay.
0: That food cooking
1: service. Food cooking service and and as soon as they give us that money we'll we'll un unstatic out their names. Exactly. Perfect. All right, anything else we want to do before we wrap up? I think we're good. Do we have a sign off, Brian? Uh I think our sign off is uh, we'll we'll have to work on it. Maybe Hollywood. We'll, Hollywood. Give us a call. Hollywood, you need us. We'll work on it. We'll workshop it throughout these first few episodes. That's something else you can tweet at us. Yeah. what, what, What should be our sign off? In the meantime. The end.
0: Similarities to actual persons, living or dead is purely coincidental.